no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Down and 50 more to go. It's welcome back to the 40 yard switch. As always, I am your ever dependable host, Jasper Woody Woodson. But not to, alongside me today is not Wilbur Lukes, as he is inundated with study. So instead, we've got a very special guest to co host with me. He is playmaker extraordinaire for Melbourne Uni and diehard and somewhat gleeful at the moment, Liverpool fan, Manas. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much, Jasper, for having me on. Um, I appreciate Wilbur for. Warming the seat for me for the past 50 episodes. I'm finally happy to make my debut, so thanks for having me on again. Hey, it's good to have you. It's good to have you. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically, lots to get through. And basically, uh, we're going to discuss a fair few things that have happened over the past week. So, we're looking at the FA Cup final and a couple of uh, interesting things in the league. And then looking ahead to uh, the Champions League. But first and foremost, we have to discuss the the trophy that's been won in the past week. You'll be very happy about that. Yeah, of course. Uh, Liverpool win their second title this year. The quadruple is still, for now, hanging on by a thread with the league form sort of in the dark, up in the air. But another, yeah, another nil-all final. With never it, say never. Decided, never say never. Yeah, decided by a penalty shootout. Um, what do you think of the game? Um... I think another ding-dong battle between the two teams, right? Um, I, I think the League Cup was probably, probably quite similar as well, where it was um, sort of hard to sort of find openings and, and, and very tight, and both teams sort of having, I guess, um, passages of play where they were able to sort of, I guess, impose themselves on the on each other. Um, and I think Liverpool quite quite rightfully, I mean, I'd say quite rightfully because I'm a fan, but I think as well, like, some of the chances probably could have been put away and probably had the better of the two chances, but then also I think Allison as well was, was, was again, ever dependable in, in some of the, the best, saves that he best made. Best keeper in the league, in my opinion. I, I again, like, it's, it, it may be biased, but, like, I, I honestly think the same as well. Um, Mendy as well, though, an amazing keeper, probably in the top three with Edison, if you, if you include him as well. But I think Allison's been, um, by far, probably Liverpool's best player outside of, obviously, Mo Salah. Um, who unfortunately got injured as well, but oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he... Came off in the first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Is yeah. he in doubt for? So didn't final? didn't play this I saw, morning. I saw you guys played it like a B Tech team. Yeah, this B, B team, and, and still managed to get the points, which is quite amazing. Um, but I think yeah, Salah being out, I think there's a bit of a worry. I think for maybe this weekend, but Champions League final, I think is a priority. Yeah, um, yeah. With, with with Klopp, I think. He's also, I think, with Van Dyke also getting injured um, late in the game. Like, yeah, like a bit, bit, bit of a scare. But I think as well, we should be okay for for the Champions League final in, I think, yeah, a week's time. So, yeah, yeah. And so, interestingly, on the on the flip side of it, uh, Chelsea loses their third FA Cup final in a row, fourth Wembley final in three years. If That's you pretty, count yeah. the League Cup final they lost <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, I've got on the notes what's the issue, but yeah, it's somewhat of a hoodoo. It's interesting, right? And I think um, it's it's also like where are Chelsea at as a club at the moment? Um, because you know, last year they've won the Champions League, they've made a huge signing in Lukaku, but they've just not been able to sort of kick on. And and I think there's been a lot of stop start in their season this year. But then I think not also been helped by extraneous factors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, yeah, like it's 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 pretty wild, right? But yeah. but it's also like I think. 
everyone sort of thought that Lukaku was going to be, um, you know, that sort of final piece to the puzzle for them to actually go and challenge, you know, the likes of Liverpool and Man City, but have not been able to sort of um, integrate him into the team. And I think obviously with other things and factors with Lukaku as well that probably haven't helped their cause, um, it, it sort of brings into question as well, um, what do they do with Tuchel? Um, I think I, I, I saw a pretty um, amazing um, sort of Twitter thread. Um, I can find it, but I, it, it was pretty interesting and I'll, I'll probably delve into it quite quickly now. But um, how we're just talking about the psychology of, of, I guess, managing in terms of how Klopp had sort of coached his players through the penalty shootout versus how Tuchel did it. Where, I did, yeah, I, saw, I didn't read it, but I, yeah. say, I saw like an article referencing that. Yeah, and how just like Klopp is like, cool. He's like, these are my players who were taking it gave him a really quick pep talk and was just trying to rev them up and just trying to make sure that they were really relaxed whilst Tuchel um, didn't necessarily know of who. And there was like instances where he was asking players, you know, are you right to take this penalty? And you could see everyone sort of looking at them. They're all like, yeah, I, I guess so. And, and I think it's also like reminiscent of, I think, where the change rooms are at at the moment as well, where, you know, Liverpool obviously are, are going for everything. And, and I think as a squad, they're pretty... Um, united on, 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 on where they want to be at. Um, whilst Chelsea, I think a lot of players are sort of questioning, you know, am I going to be here next year? Um, you know, where's the club going? Like, You've got Rudiger already leaving. Yeah, and then the, I think as well, uh, I think Azpilicueta signed, he's extended his contract within the likes of Alonso who are potentially leaving. So There's also rumours that Azpilicueta may leave to Barca as well. Still? Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of questions, I think, with Chelsea. It'll be a really big summer. And you'd think... After losing in a penalty shootout in the manner they did, 15, 14, or whatever the fucking score was, 12, <laughs> first 11, one, yeah, 12. Yeah. Uh, like you think after losing a penalty shootout in that manner, Tuchel would have had it to, like written down, these are the guys I want taking penalties yeah, first. And I've seen every single one of my players take a penalty because it got to the goalkeepers. <laughs> He'd be like, this is, who I, this is who's taking it, this is the order it's taken, and have it figured out for the next time they play a cup final. And, and, and yeah, like, and, and like like you said, where is the organization here? It, it just doesn't make sense. And I think as well, for someone who I think as well, like Tuchel, who's really meticulous as a manager, people, like, yeah, um, it, it, it's, I think there are a lot of questions this summer for Chelsea in terms of like, where do they go? Um, and I think with a lot of players that they do have, because they have a really, really solid squad. There's some really, really good players in there, but it's like, yeah, what do you do with like replacing Rudiger? Because Thiago Silva's unfortunately not getting any younger. Um, and then it's also then what do you do with Lukaku? Lukaku Silva has been phenomenal this season. He's so. he's timeless, right? Yeah. Like, but it's also like the case where I guess his ever dependable partner is no longer going to be there. And yeah. I don't think Christensen's. I think Christensen's also been linked to be leaving as well. So because he wants first team <laughs> football, and like you're about to say, probably he's not the first team player that Chelsea. Yeah, has. right. So it's also like I think yeah, Tuchel has a, a really big summer ahead, but also Chelsea has a club because. Who do they bring in? But then it's also do they get the um, the sale sort of confirmed? Is yeah a number of questions. But yeah. um, I, I think a soul searching summer. Do you think they're Chelsea. helped by next season if they can just do some sort of thing? I don't know, maybe even weave some voodoo magic in that makes Reese James and Ben Chilwell stay fit for the whole season. That's got to help. I think not having Chilwell has not been ideal. Like Alonso uh, for. I guess as many of his flaws as he does have, um, he's every Chelsea manager has seemed to sort of find a place in their team for him. But I think he's a very specific sort of wing back. He's not a he's not a fullback. And I think with even with 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 Chilwell, you can I guess play both. But it's also with Tuchel, you need to sort of have a sort of set system. And I think if he's going to play through at the back, yes, it works with Alonso. But 
I'd still prefer Chilwell oh, ahead of that, right? Ahead of him, right? So, um, from because from a defensive standpoint, I think they're quite solid. Like yeah. they're, I wouldn't say they're not at the level as as, as say Robertson and, and Alexander Arnold, but they're still very very solid. Probably like the tier below, but if not, just as good, I, I think as well. So. Um, it'd be interesting to see, as I said, yeah, what what they can do. Um, mm. Not not just, I guess, in in the boardroom, but also in, in the in the actual medical room as well. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> and in, in, just before I move off Chelsea, uh, interestingly, this is also Mason Mount's sixth straight Wembley final loss, going all the way back to the promo- the, the, play- yeah. the playoff final he lost with Derby, Derby, and including the Euro final, he also lost. Jeez, he's not having... Yeah, and you could see it as well when he missed his penalty, like how devastated he was. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's got a lot of time ahead of him. Oh, yeah, he was... He, well, he's had 20, 20... I think he's had 20 combined goals and assists this season as well, like he's, he's been... Like, it, like I think it'll, it'll come for him. So, I mean, like, but I think it obviously hurts, given not just what's happened in the summer, but previously as well. Yeah. So, yeah. not ideal, but... In time, mate. In time. Yeah, definitely. It's like I remember back. This is like not to relate myself to Mason Mount, but I think I lost something in like between the ages of like thirteen and like seventeen. I lost like six finals. I think it was like three grand finals and three semifinals, and I was just like, "Fuck, I'm done. Like, it's not gonna happen for me." But it does happen for you eventually. Because I, I won, I won a, a Futsalers Tuesday nights uh, Div- Division Two Social League grand final, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you had two like. Perfectly fine hamstrings, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was before, before the downfall of October 2019. <laughs> we won't speak about it. <laughs> um, uh, next, on, I think I want to talk about. We've talked, we've talked a little bit about this off air just before, yeah. but uh, Jordan Henderson becomes the first Liverpool captain to win six different trophies: that is, League Cup, FA Cup, Club World Cup, Champions League, Premier League, and <laughs> Super Cup. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. I, I think, yeah, incredible run. Uh, for me personally, I know you don't necessarily agree. I think, <laughs> he's, right. I think he's an underrated player in Liverpool's whole system and yeah. Liverpool's team over the past five years, but it's an incredible achievement. Yeah, and I think you've got to give kudos to not only himself, but I think as well Klopp um, for actually sort of making making sure that he sort of fits within that system as well. Um, I think a lot of people sort of, um, you know, wrote him off quite quickly. I think initially when he first signed, I, I, I think... His time at Sunderland, you sort of saw the glimpses of him being a pretty solid midfielder or even a wide player as well. Um, and I think, you know, we you only signed him for like 15 million roughly. 20, yeah. Pounds or? Oh, no, 20 million. 20, yeah, no, 20 million euros. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pound. I can, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's my fault. Um, but like, I think, yeah, there was a lot of expectation. And I think as well, as soon as he got given the armband as well, there was this, this heightened pressure of obviously he needs to be able to step up and, and be it's like after Gerard. Yeah, yeah it, it's incredibly hard, right? Like, but I think, as well, there were two different players, and I think for, for a lot of time, a, a long time, he was trying to sort of be that that type of leader. Um, I think over time, um, with Klopp being around, I think he sort of mellowed out in terms of his own leadership and, and his own expectation and weight that he has on himself, where he's actually been able to sort of understand what his role in the team is. I again, personally, don't think he's um, you know the greatest player, and I don't I even personally don't think he fits in the best. Um, starting midfield three, but I think as well his his role is incredibly important um, to not only um, as a leader in terms of like directing and, and sort of um, directing traffic, but also sort of giving that sort of energy to his team. But um, in also supporting Trent um, in terms of being that sort of right sided midfielder who actually covers, but then it's also actually helps to sort of 
again sort of move that traffic from that right hand side because I think there is a lot of times where Trent is just like I'll oh, just flip it into the box and and, and and see how it goes there's also times where it's like no let's sort of recycle and things like that as well so yeah. um, I think he's quite good for that and I mean he's, he's, his numbers this year have actually been um, probably the best they've been since he's been at Liverpool which is quite amazing as well so um Again, kudos to him, and and you know, and hopefully, six trophies. yeah, <laughs> I mean, hopefully there's another 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 few um, to come um, in the coming weeks. At least weeks, two more this season, potentially more down the line as well. God willing, but yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think what you say about him helping at Trent on that side, because obviously Trent as a as a fullback can only really do what he does in that team when he's given the freedom to occupy higher spaces of the field yeah. and Henderson drops in there uh, to cover him up a fair bit and also just as a second body because you know no, no one's saying Trent's a bad defender but obviously <laughs> sometimes can get caught out yeah. um, and Henderson's a good help there as well and yeah. also just like typifies like not necessarily like ability like you say but typifies the work rate that a Klopp side um, and I think yeah he sort of embodies um, what, it, what it means to play, be a part of this team and I think he sort of drives that um, as well and Personally, I think he should also be the England captain. Um, I think. Oh he's yeah, no, much... I, I said that when Harry Kane was made captain. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, but Harry like... Kane's not like that much of a leader, in my opinion. But as, especially as an England fan as well, like. <laughs> but anyway, like Harry Kane's a phenomenal player, that's, and I think that's why he was made captain because he's like a talisman type thing. Yeah. But in terms yeah, of like being a leader on the pitch, and you can see it when Henderson plays, like yeah. he he's he's the more vocal of the two. Yeah. But it, anyway. Um, in terms of now moving on from the the trophies that Liverpool have to the trophies that they're trying to win, still uh, the Premier League, uh, still chasing that quadruple. And after City dropped points to West Ham uh, and Liverpool beats Southampton this, this morning, morning yeah. uh, it essentially is going to come down to the final day. But focusing on the West Ham game where City dropped points, uh, well, Liverpool summer of twenty. 21 target Jared Bowen had them tune up at half time should they have won that game did they drop the ball a little bit I think with some of the chances that they did have before um, City had scored their second goal um, there was the um, instance I think where Sinchenko had sort of um, hit it straight back to Bowen and, and Bowen had the opportunity to either cut it back or um, or I think find someone at the back post I don't know who it was uh, from memory but and then there was the Antonio. The Antonio chance was the really like the really bad one, I think, where he had t- more time. His form dropped off a cliff in the past few weeks. Is 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 I think he's been carried a lot by Bowen. Yeah. Bowen Bowen, unfortunately for him, right, um, the World Cups in December, because if you know you were to pick a in England twenty three oh, now, like yeah. he has to be on that plane because yeah. he's been phenomenal, and I think he's one of the players that people that a lot of people are saying uh, will take someone like Rashford or Sancho's spot. Unfortunately, I mean, I think, I still think Sancho should go, yeah. given I think it's just been a hard year for him to acclimatise. Rashford, to, I'm really not sure where his head's at. Yeah, and that's, it's hard on him as well, I think, because I think he's had, a, I think, a tough summer, unfortunately, yeah. right? And and I think he's just never been able to sort of settle through And then obviously as well, like, like I've spoken about this before, but um, I think, like, the Greenwood situation, I think you would have seen himself being a mentor for Greenwood. Yeah, so happen it, to a kid you mentally you're a mentor tough, for. Yeah, yeah it would be horrible. <laughs> but yeah, um, Bowen, yeah, like, and then there was another one where he deflected this shot off. I don't know who it was. I think it was Laporte. Um, they had chances um, to win the game and, and probably put it to bed. Um, but as City do, um, they are a relentless sort of juggernaut um, and they've got some really amazing players. I think very lucky to score the second goal. Kufa had no one really behind him. Mm. Um, and I think just the pressure sort of got to him. Um, but um, 
Fabianski an amazing an amazing penalty save to to be able to sort of pull that off. Myers again, I've, I've been hearing and reading rumours, you know, that he's supposedly a Liverpool fan. Um, <laughs> you know, missed the penalty at Anfield a few years ago, and and then this one here um, really could have sealed the title for them, right? Um, but um, yeah, the title goes down to the final day, which is quite amazing. Um, it, it's probably sucks as a Liverpool fan. It's almost deja vu to the last time when. Um, we lost the, the the title by a point again, so um, it probably will happen in that way. But you yeah, know, fingers crossed. And well, and like it's the thing, another narrative that comes into it is that Stephen Jarrett has a chance to win the league title for Liverpool, please, sort of by association. <laughs> but um, so we were saying off air, you think that he will rest rest players for the Burnley game for the City game? Absolutely, I think. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty certain this will go to air uh, after um, the game um, on Thursday. But if I was a, a betting man, I'd, I'd be putting like the house on like Burnley to to win um, at Villa because. Yeah, Gerard, this is his opportunity, right, to sort of redeem himself and 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 rectify the the demons of a few years ago. Um, unfortunately, but um, it it literally will be, um, I think, all eyes because um, the games at uh, the Etihad, yeah. from memory. Yeah. yeah. So I think everyone's sort of just going to be like, Liverpool probably do the job, but you never know. Wolves are a pretty solid team as well. Bruno Lagas. But at Anfield, like... You never yeah. know. I think Bruno, Bruno Lagas done a pretty, like, probably gone under the radar a bit. Um, I think so, yeah. He's because been good. he's actually been able to sort of reinvigorate a team that was pretty lost, um, I don't know, over the past year with, with Nuno. Um so it'll be interesting to see, but like, yeah, if if Jarrod can do it, like, they will build statues. And it's interesting, cause, everywhere. yeah, because you you hear him all like after the past month or so, being like, my focus is Villa. My like, like I don't pay mine to Liverpool. That's not my team anymore. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like, all bullshit. It's it's it's. I think I was <laughs> randomly watching something where uh, that that um um sort of interview he was doing with like. With, with with Gary Neville and he was like yeah Villa's my focus and this and that but you could sort of see like and, and I guess Gary was trying to sort of get it out of him but like he obviously still has like love and affection for Liverpool oh yeah and you and saw when, when they won the Champions League when they won the Premier League he's like sharing photos of it being like well done lads and yeah all that he, he he's still like a, a Liverpool lad at heart right yeah. so for him this will be huge I, he's obviously still a fan um and again, like you, you can definitely tell that Klopp will be giving him as many pointers as possible to sort of make oh, sure yeah. that you know they can get uh, do your job. But it, it'll be an incredibly tough job. And I think with the form that um, I think Kevin De Bruyne has been in over the past month, um, the fact that they've been able to build a goal difference um, like that's now seven, I think six or seven that are like better better than Liverpool yeah. is amazing. Like given they were probably like you know. Plus five, off negative yeah, five behind. Plus, like, with four games to go, they're Liverpool five goals ahead and a goal difference. And it, it's, it's yeah, nuts. insane how they've been able to turn that around. So I think like if 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 anyone in the in in the Villa midfield can stop him, like good luck. Yeah. Um, but it'll be I think a really amazing game. And, and yeah, as I said, fingers crossed they they slip up. But again, I'm probably um, expecting you know. Jack Grealish to, to get one over his old team and, and get his first Premier League Yeah, I saw his interview where he's like, oh, of course it had to be against Villa, didn't he? Like, <laughs> just like, but yeah, that, that will be, and we'll, we'll touch on, on a few more great, uh, great games that will be um, happening on the final day uh, in a bit, but um, the next thing I want to talk about, <laughs> and Arsenal knows what's coming, oh, um, is Arsenal, uh, in, in literally a week ago, I was saying, oh, the North London derby's huge. If we win that, we can secure Champions League at Tottenham's home ground. What a, what a time that would be. But of course, uh, a 3-0 loss to Spurs at North London Derby and then a 2-0 loss away to Newcastle. Um, uh, Tommy Asim getting injured, Rob Holding getting sent off uh, over the cross the course of the two games. 
Uh, yeah, it's just classic banter FC back at it again, really. Uh, um, it's kind of sad, right? Yeah. Like, given I think, I think where Arsenal was at the start of the year. Oh, it, the fact that we're even fifth is like it's it's it's, a, than it's, it's amazing, right? But it's also like you know, yeah, as you sort of say, it's just like classic Arsenal where it's just like they give up, like they give you so much hope, and then um, it all sort of fades away yeah. at like the most pivotal points. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I think it's also like a, a sort of early early warning sign I think of where Newcastle potentially are going to be in a year's time I as well I think so too yeah um, given I think that the fact that they're going to probably spend hundreds of millions um, oh, yeah. over, over they're the, going to be the, the biggest spender this offseason for yeah. sure um, I think Eddie Howe like Eddie Howe has just got possibly the most exciting job in football oh, like there is there is no question I think anyone who's sort of left or like like gone off the coattails of Newcastle over the past year is probably just like kicking themselves because yeah they are going to be um a really exciting but a really interesting team and mm. I think not only Arsenal but even like the likes of I mean Tottenham will, will probably say you'd say finish uh, in the top four but like the likes of um, United and West Ham are probably thinking you know that these these guys are probably going to come in and potentially usurp them um, as well so it'll be interesting to see um, how that sort of comes to the fore mm. but speaking if, of Newcastle's uh, transfers that they're going to make one transfer that they already made that uh, Arsenal had a chance to make and they didn't want to offer him oh. a little bit extra money and then want to offer Leon a little bit extra money oh. and then he's this man torn it apart being probably second in the signing of the season uh, voting after obviously Luis Diaz <laughs> um, Bruno Gumarais like I, I said in an episode during the January transfer window I want him he's a good player his metrics are exactly what we need like the eye test as well. He's a fucking fantastic He's, player. Yeah. We didn't offer him forty. We we refused to offer him forty million. Newcastle offered him forty plus five million add-ons, mm. and maybe offered and apparently tripled his rate, tripled his wages. To, so he's on like one hundred and fifty k a week or something like that. That's a lot. But <laughs> I don't care. Like yeah. That's what a good player can do. And like party goes out, and he's not necessarily that six. But like yeah. you, like we needed extra midfield bodies, and our squad depth or lack of squad depth mm. is showing and we didn't sign anyone in January and it's showing now we lost Party, we lost Tierney right. um, and we've now lost Tommy we've had Tommy Asu out for ages and I mean those guys aren't midfielders but I know what you, I, know, I know what you mean though and it's just like the was, fact but yeah. yeah but like it's just the fact that you're not yeah. it, it's a pretty sort of like um bare bone squad yeah. um and i think i think you it's also at, incredibly young squad as well like so you're you're putting a lot of pressure on them as well which doesn't help um and i think like west ham's a really good example of that where they've got a really good first 11 but like everything after that like not that good um and i think it kind of sucks for yeah for yourself as an arsenal fan but all arsenal fans i think as well where it's not that i don't think the ambition's not there um it's just that um it's it's being able to sort of like bite the bullet and, and, and accept that this guy might not be the best, like he may not succeed. Yeah. And I think there's also that fear given I think Arsenal, unfortunately, over probably the, the last five to 10 years have had a few players who have sort of not been, um, you know, success stories. And it's, it's hard, right? Like, you know, being able to find the right talent, but also um, someone who will actually f- not just fit into the team, but the city and the culture and um, embrace the club for what it is. Um, it- it's hard. And I think Arsenal are in that transitional phase. But I think, yeah, you're right. Bruno would have been... I think he's the better Bruno, personally. I, I don't think... This season, for sure. Oh, yeah. oh, even then, like, I think, like, Bruno Fernandes gets away with quite a bit. But, yeah, no, you know, I agree. We, I, we, can, we can leave that for another no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can settle on this for a while. Like, <laughs> I, good, good, I, good. Think, I, I think Bruno Fernandes is a, is a very good player. 
And um, I've said this before. Like, I think he's transformed that United team when he came in. But yeah. since then, since... And, like, obviously they finished second last year. But I also thought, like, he was good. But, like, them finishing second wasn't like, oh, this is, like, Bruno's yeah. team. But, yeah, yeah. but then this season... He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, when the going is going good, he's he's the, he's he's good he's a good player. Right, but yeah. he when the going's not going good, he the amount of big games he goes missing in. He yeah. goes missing in. And even last season, he was very good and would whip small teams. But against like the Cities, your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's, he was disappeared. Yeah, and I think like the thing with with him, right, is he's pretty. Um, like yeah, he's good at against like teams where you've got a lot of the ball and he can have like a lot of time and and, and things like that. But in a game where it's, I guess, um, very tight in the midfield, but it's also like a very tactical game where you need to be really disciplined. Um, he's really like, I think inept in that regard where he doesn't actually um like support at, even whether it be as an eight or a ten. Like he doesn't support a midfield three or a midfield two, whatever it may be. Um when you're actually in a game where you don't have the ball a lot um, and he struggles defensively as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's he's all that. But, again, Bruno Gimaraes is, yeah, a big loss, I think, for Arsenal in terms of you have Odegaard as the other eight because I think he's been he's been really, really good this year and I think he's been a great signing um, permanently. Um, but if you had, like, the likes of someone like Bruno Gimaraes and then whether it be party or whether it be even Chaka as a six, like that's a pretty solid like midfield three. And Absolutely. I think Arsenal have a really good future ahead of them. I think the really important thing this coming summer will be like, what do you do at the nine position? Um, because um, Lacazette, um, I don't think he's, he's not limited, but it, it's, but he's, it's, he's already, he looks like he's going. Yeah. And, and, and you can sort of see the fact that in Ketia, good on him, I think as well, like where he's actually been able to sort of um, impose himself and actually, have a good run of games. Um, I mean, of late, it's like one or two games. He's not been the best, but like he's actually been playing quite well. Yeah. Um, and you know, but I don't think either of them are the solution. I think Nketia, if we hold on to him as a rotational striker, but I don't think he wants that. So I do think he'll leave. Is 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 potentially all right. Uh, but like, yeah, I I, I want us to sign you know a Gabriel Jesus yeah. or um, the the another... Dus- the Dusan Vlahovic thing. Yeah. I mean, like it, it that was... was huge for us. Yeah. Ah, uh, but I think it's like uh, it was also like I think. The ambitions, I think it's the right ambition to have, oh, yeah. but I think it was also a player that you you knew was never really going to sort of not Want necessarily buy into the project, but yeah. it was like yeah, like he wanted to just go to like you know a really big club, like he saw that as that next big move for him, and unfortunately that's not where Arsenal is right now. But I think Arsenal do have, I think, the players there to be able to actually you know take themselves into that top four again. Oh, yeah. um, but it's just a matter of making sure that they get those one or two signings that actually elevate them to that. I don't think it's all like J- Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville after the loss against Newcastle were very doom and gloom. Like, oh, this could have huge ramifications nah, for us. Not at so all. I don't think it is at all. Like we're back in a European competition. We've done, we've, we've far out, out like, exceeded what people expected of us going into this season. Mm. And when we'll most likely invest again to make the team and better than it was. Like, yeah, absolutely. And also, like, you speak about, like, like look at Liverpool uh, last season versus this season. Last season, decimated by injuries. Yeah. This season, potentially going to win the quadruple. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to win the quadruple. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying, this Mate, season... Have hope, have hope. This season, you never know. This season, T&E party get injured at the same time while Tommy is already injured. Wills mm. fall off a little bit. Yeah. We, we sort of regain a little bit of momentum against... Uh, Sort of like you said before, a Chelsea side that doesn't really know where they're at, yeah. a terrible United side, and a, and a sort of weakened by the Europa League West Ham side, and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, we're back in it." But like, really, 
We, we, it showed again against West Ham and Newcastle, which is the same stuff we showed against Crystal Palace, Brighton and Southampton. Yeah, and it's just being able to sort of have, um, I think, sort of wiser heads and more experienced heads. And I think that's where it's tough for Arsenal at the moment, right? Where they, I think as a club, are in that sort of right space where they're moving in the right direction now, which is really good. And I think that's what, I think where everyone sort of wants Arsenal to be at. Like, as, as fun as, you know, like... Um, you know, watching Arsenal fan TV on a Monday has been, um, uh, like in all honesty, like, but it's also like you sort of do want them to sort of be that club as well in London, where they're actually you know challenging for things, and and the vibe of Arsenal fans as well is obviously like quite fun as well. So you want them to succeed as a club, but um, I think it, it, it unfortunately takes a bit of time. Liverpool, for example, um, like the the club thing, people people don't realize like we had that one year off where I think we'd, we'd finished seventh or whatever the year before. The whole focus for that next season was just getting into the Champions League. We finished fourth and we sort of just got there as well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then it like, was like the third season bounce that like everyone has been talking about. Basically, yeah. So like I think like with, with Arteta, I think it's now sort of like coming to the fore. Unfortunately, it may not be you know the Champions League that you know they get into, but I still think there's like good signs. It's just a matter of um, being able to in games um, where it's probably not um, not as difficult um, in games where it's like you should be sort of imposing yourselves where I think Arsenal young these younger Arsenal players need to just you know um, impose themselves a bit more on the game um, but again I think that will come and I think this season will probably be a really um, good experience for a lot of those younger players yeah and it'll be it'll be good to see interesting to see not only can Arsenal uh, perform on two stages that's European and league uh, but can they you know make it to a quarters or a semi or yeah. even a Europa League player? and why at the same time can they still challenge for top four yeah. it's about like learning we had no European football this week this year it was just the league we, sh- we showed signs that we can be a top four team yeah. but obviously youth slash youth and inexperience combined with injuries meant we probably we still might but probably won't get there yeah. next season it's about alright all these young guys have a year under their belt um, that will hopefully get one or two more slightly more experienced guys um, look at you know just to throw one name out there if we sign Yuri Tielemans that's a really good signing um, just for what like the Premier League he's been in the Premier League already and you know it's the type of, type of sort of you know he knows the league so yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he would be there yeah that sort of player that I think yeah would sort of help Arsenal and it would really complement, I think, what yeah. they already have as well. Um, because um, I think, yeah, some of the younger players that Arsenal have, like, I mean, Saka's been quality, like, yeah. throughout the season. I think Smith Rowe's had some, mom- like, really good moments. And then there are times where he's sort of, like, sort of fe- like fizzled. But I think as well, he'll obviously be better for the season he's had. Um, and then it's just a matter of, yeah, sort of figuring out what you sort of do in terms of your other sort of forward position as an as a nine. And then... It's also like making sure as well that you just have the depth because yeah. I think the back four is pretty solid. Like people probably don't like. I think if you take away Ben White's first game a- against Brentford, oh, no, he's like been he's, he's been, been he's been pretty yeah. solid. And Gabriel, I think, is a really really good player. Yeah, um, recently I was talking to a Liverpool fan, and and I think he was like the only two players he would take from the Arsenal team are Gabriel and Saka. And yeah, I, was like, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd happily agree with that. Like very very good players. So um, yeah, Arsenal's I don't necessarily think. I don't know either of them make the first team, but you'd probably have them in your in your in your, in your match day squad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Saka. I mean, but like, yeah, I, know, I mean, he's I, played I the same position as Mo Salah. So, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think despite what a lot of pundits are saying, the future is still bright for Arsenal, but it's Absolutely. been a disappointing week. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I said after I got up early to watch the North London derby, I was like, this is the last time I get up early to watch Arsenal this season. And then what did I do? I got up early to watch Newcastle. And I was like, why do I do this? Oh, you never know. Norwich could... Nah, I mean, like, I really doubt that Norwich is going to do anything. Um, but like, hey, Tottenham have bottled it against already relegated opposition on the final day of the season before previously yeah, Newcastle yeah. 2013 or 14 I think yeah um, yeah that was oh, but that's a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey but it's in their blood you never know you um, never one know. thing I do want to touch before we move on to um, uh, more sort of fun transfer talk <laughs> is uh, it's, it's a serious but I guess it's, it, is, it is a it is a positive thing yeah. uh, Jake Daniels the 17 year old Blackpool player is as recently this week uh, became the first active professional player to come out as gay since 1990. No. For those who haven't heard, yeah. it's been everywhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't want to say too much about it. But I just think that this, along like following the Josh Cavallo Cavallo thing that happened in the A League, it's just like it, I feel like it's one of those things. Like I think Gary Neville said it best. It's like a bit ludicrous that it's a we live in a time where like it needs to be something that happens, but yeah. it is a good thing that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's. I don't know, like it, I think probably the amount of pressure I think he probably felt um, was probably huge, but I think as well, it's like, for him, it's obviously a huge relief. Um, and it's pretty crazy to think, right? Like, that, you know, we probably just don't know, but it's also their private lives. But, you know, I think what he sort of done is sort of, potentially open the doors up for a lot more um you know other footballers yeah. as well to, to make it to, so to like make 20 it. years like, yeah, like, like we don't have to actually people do like, an yeah, announcement people, and things yeah. like that right like people can just be gay and it's not like you know it's just accepted as like normal yeah because that i mean like it's it, it literally is um I, I think we're probably um fascinated as a society because you know, people probably just don't know what they don't know and i think it's it's hard in that regard for for the likes of like jake and, and josh to have obviously have to go through that sort of you know finding themselves, uh, but I mean you've got to be really happy for him. Yeah, and, and you and heard like he said well. that he had a lot of stress about it. But the day after he came out to his family, he scored four goals the next day. Yeah, I've been, like I mean I've been looking at like his like sort of like year as well. Like he's been having like a pretty amazing year, and then obviously to sign his pro contract, um, I could see he's just really kicking some really good goals, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> that wasn't actually planned. Um, I don't have yeah, any it was notes. Nicely done. It was nicely done. Um, so. But no, like he's 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 doing well, really well for himself. And like, look, you've got to you've got to give him a pat on the back like you know hopefully for him right like this is obviously a stepping stone to bigger and better things um as a footballer hopefully uh, but you know um, in his own life as well like you, you really wish him the best no absolutely for sure um and yeah like hopefully we don't necessarily have to hear about more players coming out because like i said it's their business but like hopefully <laughs> this opens the doors for a more safer and inclusive space in football as a whole yeah, um but now moving on to um uh, Sort of, kind of close to home in terms of Australia, but not really because he's playing in Europe. <laughs> uh, Tom Rogic has announced that he will be leaving Celtic at the end at the end of the season. Had a very emotional uh, moment Lots at Celtic Park when he was subbed off the other day against Motherwell. Wow, they were six 0 up, but uh, <laughs> emotional for other reasons. Um, and uh, we'll talk about the other player, Dybala, in a second. But um, he, he said he's going to take some time to question his next move. At 29, you'd argue in the peak of his powers. He's am 29. I wrong? Yeah, it's crazy. I thought he was like 25 too. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but am I wrong in thinking that the natural progression for his career is to try and make it in the Premier League? I always thought he. I think even when he was at Central Coast, I always thought that like that was his potential. Even if it was like it's got to be the dream. A right? mid, yeah, a mid-table team in the Premier League. He was always, I think, good enough. 
Um, I don't know if he's ever sort of reached that potential. Even for the Socceroos, he's like he's a player that like we know can be amazing on his day. Um, you know that really sort of um, tall, lanky, but really laconic and, and and just really gifted sort of footballer. Yeah, um, and like for such a tall, lanky player, very good on the ball. Oh, like amazing. But I think that sort of goes back to his sort of um, you know futsal roots as well, where he's just so like at ease on the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like probably. Given his style, I don't think it would suit him now. Um, I oh, really? Think, I think a slower pace would probably do him a lot better. Whether that's um, you know um, a stint in, in Serie A or whether that's you know somewhere like even the Bundesliga, I think would be okay for him. Like the Premier League's like a pretty intense league, and I think players. I'm thinking of players that are like him, um, like that have previously come into the Premier League. It depends on like who, which team sort of picks him up and, and what position he plays. Mm. I think. An interesting one I was thinking about um, was like, you know, when, when, when Michu first came to, to Swansea, um, he wasn't actually a striker. He was actually a 10, um, but could play as that sort of, you know, um, like, you know, come receive the ball sort of striker and then play off with the team because they obviously pl- like to play the ball. So it would work in a team like Swansea. I mean... what I, I've not really watched a lot of Tom Rogic. Like, I've seen highlights, plenty of highlights, but not like sort of in-game footage. Mm. Um and I've, maybe you haven't either, but like, I'm assuming you've watched more than I have. What's his, <laughs> more in person, but like, yeah. when he when he plays for the soccer is, but yeah. yeah. What's his is uh, is he like one of those like work really hard, get around the pitch heaps, or is he more sort of like a sort of ambling around type of? Amble, I'd probably say more ambles, but like when he's on the ball, like you you just expect things to happen, whether it yeah. be he sort of glides past a player, whether he sort of finds that sort of cutting edge pass, whether it be like a sort of slide rule ball or whatever. Because I'm thinking like. A Brighton or a Crystal Palace, because like Crystal Palace will lose Gallagher and Bright and Brighton. I don't know if Palace would be the right one because they're, they're very high yeah. intensity. And Gallagher. Brighton, Brighton maybe. Um, I, I'm thinking the next thing would they be play Brighton. Ball, yeah. They've got a lot of like, like Basuma's obviously class, but the rest of the midfielders <sighs> around player. him aren't like you know amazing. Yeah, so I, I could I mean, see that's, him. That's actually not a bad like that's not a bad thought. Um, I actually hadn't thought about that. Like and like that would actually work given yeah the players that are around him, the likes of Trossard. Pascal Gross, like it actually would sort of work um, around him as well. So, I think that's not a bad idea, like bad thought. Um, but even then, I think it's like it'd be just the pace of the game mm, is yeah. where I, I sort of like fear for him because, again, he likes to sort of play at his own tempo. And and I think yeah, somewhere that like Italy would probably be better off for him. But it'd be interesting to see what that next step is for him, given yeah his age. Like, and yeah, like, and also like if he if he ever if if the Premier League was his dream, like I assume most people who, in Australia who grew up because yeah, that's all saturation you say on TV. of the media coverage. Yeah, yeah. surely he's got to try at least. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And if to it doesn't see work if, out, it doesn't work out. But like, yeah. it'd be interesting yeah. to see if he even like tries a championship club or a, a high-end championship club. Like, do you think there's a market for teams in the Premier League to be like, yeah, we, we, we'd like to sign him? There could be a few. It's hard as well, given I think his age is is probably the other thing. But then again, I don't think he have a really high salary. Mm. Um, but it's also like with a lot of these sort of mid to lower table Premier League teams, they're wanting a player who's just going to be able to either like know the league and be able to dominate or um, be able to have that sort of star power and sort of bring in fans as well. Mm. And like he sort of doesn't have either, mm. um, which is which is which is harsh, I think. But it's also like I think the reality of of where he's at in his career as well and sort of like, I mean, like I just had a quick look at his stats as well and he's sort of just not been like, again, that player I think that a lot of people were probably hoping and expecting him to be. Yeah, because um, it's like 200 and something games for Celtic, but... He's like, he's not, you know, ever hit 10 goals in a season. I think the, I mean, this season he's had like you know, ten, uh, six goals and six assists. 
in 32 games, which is like pretty this solid. This is as a, predominantly as a 10, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but like that's the most he's, like that's the most games he's played as well. He's played 32 games this year as well, which is the most he's ever played. Like he's only ever so once played 30 games. Also potentially like an in, in injury cloud window, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of harsh. Um, but I, I think as well, it's like if he can find an opportunity, I, by all means, I think he should take it with two hands. Like it should set him up for the rest of his, um, like his, his career as well. And, and then obviously it'd be a return to the A-League never know or somewhere he, else he, he did rule that out in a recent interview said, I mean like now yeah he, I said, mean, he like, said yeah look probably not <laughs> <laughs> he's, probably say, he's probably saying that really lightly he's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah like nah nah <laughs> and like the next day he's like goes to his mates like in Scotland like, and they said I should go back to the A-League <laughs> fucking idiots <laughs> uh, but yeah moving on Dybala has decided he's going to leave Juventus now this is a player who I think not only could but should go to the Premier League but it's um, like, where would he go? Is the yeah? It's a good question. Um, I mean, I take him. He won't come to Arsenal, but I take him at Arsenal. <laughs> um, I think, I think he want, if he wants to play Champions League, the only realistic place he could go would be Chelsea. I don't see City buying him if they've just bought Haaland. United. Um, it's, not, it's not Champions League. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. true. I, was, I was thinking of this season. Yeah, because um, yeah, like. I mean, yeah, Liverpool, he doesn't fit in at all. And like, yeah, and he yeah, also don't wages. think you want to play with Ronaldo because he's done that already and it didn't really work out for him. So Didn't it? Like, I mean, didn't they win the fir- didn't, didn't they win the league the first year? Or, they, yeah, they won the league the first year, but then the, then the they, two seasons after were pretty And like, there was fair, and, like, his stats completely dropped off while he yeah. was playing with Ronaldo. And I've heard, like, him and Ronaldo didn't really get on. Click on? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I think if he was going to come to the Premier League, yeah, United seems like the most logical fit if he... Maybe they can just throw enough money at him that because I think money would be the big thing for him as yeah. well to not well then really he can trade one set of black stripes for another and go to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is not a bad idea though. Like if if you think about it as well, where like they like as a club Newcastle would probably be looking at like I mean they were pretty really like um, tactical in terms of signing like the likes of Chris Wood to. Be able to sort of, you know, imagine Chris impact Wood it, impact by Paolo Dybala and Alan Samasman. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, right? But like, they did it to obviously like um, decimate like a relegation rival. Um, but I think, yeah, this summer they're probably looking at sort of like big marquee signings as well. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. Newcastle fans are loving life at the moment, but like, this would be able to bring in. Um, you know, other fans elsewhere in the world. And uh, also would sell a fuckload of shirts. I mean, well, well, they could probably sell, you know, their Saudi-inspired away shirt. If you've not seen it, it's yeah, like... It's oh. gross. <laughs> Sports washing at its finest, oh, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, they, they, if they obviously are thinking from a business perspective, it, it would make sense, right, to, to bring him in. So that's also an option. And I think that could be a really good selling point, um, you know, for the club. Um, yeah. He would be the perfect signing for Arsenal. I just don't think it will happen. To be fair, Tottenham could probably use him as well. Other side of Harry Kane from Son. Nah, Kulisevsky's been amazing. He's only alone though. But they have to. They have to sign him. He's will they? Because Inter might be like, we almost won the league, and you're that good. We'll take you back. Oh, he's a Juve player. Oh, he's a Juve player. Yeah. Well, then they, they, they've they've been shit this season too. <laughs> they need him back. And he would work really well, I think, with Vlahovic as well. So, yeah. but it'd be interesting to see what he thinks of it because he's like. He's he's had Phenomenal. like eight he's had eight assists yeah. in in half a season when yeah. most people he, he would, to he, get, he would like, have been marked as the best January signing if not for Lewis Lewis Diaz, Diaz yeah oh but like, even then like if you're looking at numbers like Kulusevski's been like amazing I think but like yeah I think Diaz's impact's been profound yeah. um, given the fact Across that he's just multiple been, not just in the league as yeah well. Champions League even like the FA Cup as well yeah he's been oh, he's a good player but yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with Dubai. 
Um, the next thing I want to talk to you about, uh, as you've probably got in your notes there, is I want to I want you to react to uh, what <laughs> me and Wilbur talked about last week, which is our team of the seasons. Uh, just sort of what what you liked, what you didn't like, what you might have changed. So we're just getting up on our phones now. So I didn't mind it actually. Like I was, I was pretty. Did you like our idea about doing the the team of the season without Liverpool and City players? I know, like that's good. Like, and that's what you actually want to see. Like, where it's like, what would these players, um, like, what are these other players that have stood out like throughout the league? Not just obviously the two teams that have you know dominated the season. So yeah. Um. No, I really liked that. Um. I think whose team did I like more? Um. I think I think it was Wilbur's. I I, I questioned I think um, one or two like selections um, in each of your teams. I think um, I think for me, Wilbur's probably is the is is the better one. Um, oh, are we doing team of the season here or the team of the season without Liverpool? City? No, I'll, I'll do the team of the season first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think outside of Ruben Diaz, I think that's like a pretty. Even Kane, I think, is almost questionable. Um, that's what I'm, that's where me and him differed. I, I said like Ronaldo has also had games where he's been pretty, pretty, pretty miserable. But yeah, for me, I don't know. I can't get past the fact that Kane was literally a non-factor until like early February. Yeah, and, and that's I think it's similar in, in the sense where I think like Thiago has probably not been as good. Up until maybe the last three, like oh, two really? months, I, thought, it, I, th- I feel like he's been maybe not like blowing everyone away, but he's been solid all year. He's been okay. Like okay. his his last two three months have been like the Tiago that everyone I think expected initially, and um, I think he'd sort of started that towards the end of last set, last year. Sorry, um, but got injured. Was out for like a, a, a pretty significant amount of time, and then he's obviously like come back in and kicked on again and, and like he's been the real sort of metronome in the, the Liverpool midfield so I think oh yeah Fabinho for you is, is the better pick there oh yeah. because he's he's I think people don't give that guy enough credit oh, yeah, I think he's the best defensive midfielder in the world him oh, no. or Casemiro and I prefer nah Casemiro. yeah and that's the thing I think yeah like he's better than Casemiro I think um, but I'm just trying to think who else is there as a as a DM, like right? Rodri, maybe, but not for me. He's good. Uh, he's, he's good, but smart. I think Fabinho's better. Yeah, as a DM, like so. Yeah, yeah, also, I don't think Kante is a DM. So no, he's not. He's a, he's a, everyone knows that. Like surely, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd think... be surprised how many people think Kante's a DM. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> um, Diaz, I think. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I'd say like out of Wilbur's team, I just don't like Diaz and Kane. Because the midfield's perfect. Um, yeah, Cancelo and Trent have been the two best fullbacks by a country mile. I don't think Cancelo's been country mile better than oh, Robertson. Cancelo's been very, very good. Like, I'm not sure if you listened to last week, but Robertson actually has better offensive metrics than Cancelo does this season. Better, more assists, more goals, more chances created. Big chances created too. Yeah, uh, but then again, I think it's also like the fact that... Um, the way that Liverpool sort of set their team up is 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 really fullback dominant. Yeah, yeah and like they fair. are heavily reliant on a creation through the fullbacks, mm. and like the whole team is like people don't sort of actually realize it, but like it's 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 set up in that way where you sort of flood, I guess obviously to one side, but like it'll be the fullbacks obviously driving a lot of that where. The likes of Henderson and, and sometimes obviously Thiago Cato will sort of drop into those pockets to sort of cover off, um, but then it enables the the front three. And this is why I think Salah and Mane have been so um, goal heavy is where they just sort of tuck in, like they play as inside forwards. They don't play as wide yeah. forwards. They don't play as a striker per se as well. They they all sort of tuck in, and and hence why I think you're able to see their sort of um, ability in the box to finish like 
Jota, for example, people probably would never have expected it, but like when he was at Wolves, but his heading's second to none for Unreal, a guy who's yeah. what five, five, ten, five, eleven. So, yeah, um, it's a very sort of fullback dominant. Yeah, um, and to be fair, I, I didn't have like a, a like I, I don't think I don't have an issue with with Cancelo being anyone's best team of season. I just thought that for me, Robertson is a better defender, and obviously the metrics, but the, the system does account for that too yeah but like i feel like i just I, I would say it's it's close between those two. Oh, i i think absolutely and like i mean like it's not i wouldn't say it's a bad pick um i just think that cancelo has been out of city's best players like yeah De probably Bru- second to de bruyne he, or silver oh i mean i think it's just the fact that de bruyne has had this amazing run over the past two months where he's like shown i think a lot of people um reminded a lot of people like how good he can be yeah. um and like obviously like you know the four goals he scored against Wolves like like each one of them was just like a proper sort of display of what it what it means to be that sort of um like I guess attacking midfielder or like number eight that's sort of box to box where he's able to break the lines but he's also able to sort of find the pockets of space to be in and the right space and then to all be the in. finishes as well like hard hit but like right that in the left corner. that left foot one oh, yeah. I've watched it a lot like Jesus. he's a very good player um but yeah I think like. But even then, like it's it's funny. Like people say that Salah's had, like been like you know the player of the year and stuff. Me personally, I think Bernardo Silva's been like probably the, even like in that first sort of. You don't three think months, Salah's player of the season? I I still think like if I think it should go to the team that obviously wins. Like Salah's been invisible for like two months. Two like, months, you reckon? Well, his 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 outputs like not been as good as soon as obviously the African nations, which is sort of fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, he, he killed it against United, but aside, outside of that, he has. I mean, like everyone, like everyone's killed it against United yeah. this year, though. So, yeah. um, but like, yeah, he's not been the same player. I don't think. But they have to like. I feel like last season, Kane led the league in goals and assists, and was like pretty much unanimous. Like he's played season and this year. Mo Salah is leading the league in goals and assists. So. He he he's 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 been Liverpool's best player. Yeah. Like I I'll, I won't take that away from him. But like I think but that initial that initial sort of period, like like Liverpool obviously doing quite well and, and City as well. But like Bernardo Silva was, I think like people don't give um, like players like Bernardo Silva enough credit um, when they're actually dominating. You know games um and like i think one really one game i really remember was the the arsenal game unfortunately mm. um like if you sort of take away from the shaka red card it was like in the first like 20 minutes like like i'd happily watch that again solely because like the way he was just finding pockets of space and and really imposing himself um and just sort of making i think he's really important and it sort of highlights as well the fact that you haven't seen a lot of gundogan this year um like where Bernardo's been able to sort of reimpose himself again because I think he's because he was yeah me and Wilbur commented on this last week he was um in rotated into like the front three last season whereas this season he's been like like an eight yeah. for them and he's just it's like it's, he's a, and that's I think where he should yeah. be he and should one thing I was going to mention before when you were talking about Fernandez not being as good yeah. I think it shows how not at the level Fernandez is sometimes the fact that he is barely playing for Portugal mm. or barely starting for Portugal. Because that mid, that, like not just Bernardo Silva, but other midfielders that Portugal have are better than him hmm. in big games, especially. Yeah, and, and I think it's 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 paramount as well to the fact. It's not to say that like Bruno and Ronaldo don't work. No. It's just more the case of like you need players that are really tactically disciplined, but also like are able to do things on both sides of the of, of the spectrum. And I think Bernardo does that really well, and again, like really goes under the radar. Um, so I mean, like, yeah. I, 
people know that like um I, I mean I don't I don't like I don't I wouldn't slander Salah in that way but like Bernardo for me has been like oh he's like a, a joy to watch like, oh yeah every no, day of the unbelievable. week unbelievable um yeah uh, no, no, no I was just saying yeah no I I, I hey I, I I would probably agree with everything and like looking back in it like I I did a little bit of like. I won't call it soul searching because it wasn't really. But I was like, <laughs> how good has Thiago been all season? And I probably agree that like, if I had to change one thing about my team that I put in from last season, <laughs> Fabinho probably does come into that. But I think I was a bit swept up in Thiago hype, and I was like, this guy's. Just nah, something yeah, I mean, else. like he's 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 been delightful to watch over the past month and a half, two months. So yeah. I don't follow you. Like he's yeah, oh, good player, good player. <laughs> You wanted to go into the non the no just, just 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 briefly before we go into um, yeah uh, I think like I'm I'm happy with I, I I found it really interesting that Ward Prowse was sort of um, given a player of the season nomination um, by like the Premier League oh right yeah which is I thought pretty weird um, but like he's been good like um, again like if you're taking away maybe the the free kicks that he scores like. Southampton have been pretty average. Um, they've had like games where they've been really, really good, but then they've had games where they've been pretty miserable. They're a very um, bipolar team, yeah. So like, like that's maybe one I'd sort of question in Wilbur's team. I think because um, I mean the rest sort of makes sense. Like the one pay, may, again, like Kane is probably where I'd maybe take out, and I'd put Jared Bowen in. I'd put Jared Bowen in Up personally. Front. Yeah, um, like he's. He's. I guess. I, I, I even I, think he'd I be. Picked, he, I, I. I was tossing up between him and Saka for the right wing position. But I. I. I don't honestly like take put him as a striker, even in like the team of the season person, because he's been, he's been really really good. Um and like he's. No, I like that. I like that. Like he like I mean like he's been consistent throughout the year. Like he hasn't had sort of like spurts where he's been really good or he's been invisible. So I mean like that's me that's my personal opinion, but I think he's been really, really good. And you can sort of see why there was that initial hype from Liverpool. Um I I think I sort of like had to watch him a bit this year to sort of understand as to why. Um but you could sort of see as to even as he play when he plays as a right forward or a left forward, even as the central um forward as well. Like um there's a there's a big reason why I think there was interest. I think obviously went a different way with Luis Diaz given I think from a cost perspective we would he, we would have just been blown away um even last season. So um yeah, I think maybe he's the one that I I'd say is missing from there. because um, I think either way I think it works. Like Mount's been good as what well. What are your thoughts on my uh Tarek Lamptey pick at right back? <laughs> that's my dog that's right con- there. That's controversial. But like <laughs> I don't know. He's really, really good. Um, I really, really like him, and like I think I really like what what they do at Brighton. Him and and, and Kukurea as well. Like they're very, very good. And I think he. I don't know if he's been that good this season. Like, yeah. that, like six months initially he had when he first joined Brighton was very good. Electric, and like yeah. I think he just needs like another season, like full season again. Where he's just did, yeah. yeah. Like if he can keep himself on the park, like. I'm again surprised that Chelsea didn't put in um, a buyback clause. I mean, like it sort of works at the fact that they've got Rhys James. Like it's almost fair enough. But like, man, he's a he's a very good player, and I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him as well. Oh, big time, big time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, let's do a, not really a well, yeah, kind of like a speed run because we've already talked about some of these games already. But the final day presents us with six very big games in terms of top four relegation and the title. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through each one uh, very briefly, give uh, answers to who's what the result's going to be, and then a brief 
description of why because I am sort of noticing where it's uh, we're almost at an hour. <laughs> time <laughs> flies. Time flies when you're having fun. There it is. Um, so right, Everton Arsenal. It de- I think it really depends on on how Everton go against Palace because um, they could be sa- almost safe in essence. They will be safe. The game. Yeah. So right. So like. Um, it'll be a huge relief um, for them. But again, knowing Everton being like the perennial um, um, like antagonists that they are, I, I think they'll happily ruin the party for Arsenal. Uh, but it really depends, I think, on how Arsenal bounce back as well. Um, I think hopefully, you know, you'd hope for the sake of you know yourself and other Arsenal fans that uh, Mikel gives them a good rev up. Um, but I think, um, I don't know, it'll almost be too little too late. Um, yeah. I, I think... I'd still go with an Arsenal win, um, given I think they'll throw everything at it. And I think Everton, will, you know, you'd think they'd sort of be a bit um, a bit relaxed after sort of hopefully securing, um, I mean, hopefully, but like, it's, I still want Merseyside, start, Merseyside derbies personally. Yeah. Um, the Premier League's supposed to have Everton in it. Yeah, like, it, I mean, in, like as much as I think I initially sort of thought it'd be like good for them to get relegated, I, I don't think it is. Um, and like, they're a club that should be doing a lot better um, but I just don't like Frank Lampard as the co- as the coach personally. I, like that's I think maybe the reason why I still wanted them to get relegated. But I think they should be safe, and I think it'll be a two one to Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, I I think Arsenal. The the issue with us this season is every time we've lost, we've lost in clusters, like three two or three game clusters. Um, we've so I think we'll really struggle to bounce back from the last two wins, the last two losses. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they'll beat us, but I'm calling a two all draw. Okay. Uh, and we leave end the season on pretty sour note. Um, Leeds Brentford, this is absolute must win for Leeds. And even if they do must win, they still may get relegated. But um, yeah, how do you see that one going at Brentford as well? Uh, I, I reckon Brentford will will spoil the party. Um, yeah. Christian Eriksen potentially playing his last game in a I guess short spell at Brentford, um, short six month spell. Um, he's 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 obviously going to want to go out on a high, and I think he'll be. He's been instrumental since he's come back. Um, given, I think, what's happened, um, which is pretty amazing. So I think um, that'll spoil the party um, for, for, for Leeds. Um, I just don't know where they're going to score goals. Um, and I also don't know if they'll be able to keep their heads if they go down early or um, you know, if they're not able to break down Brentford as well. So it's only so, ma- so much a motivational speech from Jesse March can do. <laughs> Young Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, nah, I, I think, personally, I'd go with a Brentford 3-1 win. Yeah, look... Um, I I would go probably a little bit. I reckon Leeds can will find a little bit. I'm calling probably like a 3-2. I reckon Leeds will, will show a bit of fight, get a few goals, but Brentford will just be too good in the end. Yeah. Um, Burnley versus Newcastle. So this also depends on how... This game could also depend on how Burnley go against Villa. Um, but yeah, I'll go first on this. I reckon Newcastle will win this, even if Burnley do lose against Villa. I think Newcastle got their tails up. Um like they're going to want to finish the season on a high, get as high up the table as they can to be as a, a, an attractive uh, place for new players as possible. I think, yeah, they're, they're going to roll into this game and do Yeah, I I don't know. I think given Burnley will probably park the bus in, in, again um, like they did against Spurs, they'll probably do something similar and just hope to sort of snag a few goals. But I think um, the game um, tonight, tomorrow morning, um, they will probably beat... Um, Villa, I think uh, Villa will probably rest everyone, given that Gerrard's like heavily, um, you know, involved in obviously the game on the weekend against City. I think um, he'll rest a lot of players, and, and Burnley will get up tonight. But I think Burnley should almost be safe by then, and and, and I think 
a draw would be what they get here. So I think a 1-1 for me. I'm going to go for a... Two one to Newcastle. Um, oh, actually, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going two nil. Burnley's not scoring. Burnley's not scoring. What about Wood Weekhorst? <laughs> He's done what since coming? He scored maybe three goals. He's a good he, player. He I made mean, Harry Maguire look a fool. That's yeah. for sure. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But like in that Burnley team, he just gets zero service. That's right. Um, Spurs versus Norwich. So like, like like I said before, uh, Spurs has uh, slipped up against already relegated opposition in the past. Don't see that happening here. Um, it's it all signs point to a Spurs win, even if it is at Carrow Road. Yeah, I see Son um, securing the golden boot. Um, oh, over Salah, you reckon? Oh, Salah's not going to play it. I don't think in the last game. Yeah, yeah, Champions League is, is his sort of thing, and I think like the difference is like one or two goals. So it's two. I think oh, so you know after the Son's goal against Arsenal, it might be one. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's one or two. So Salah's on twenty-two, and I think Son's on twenty-one, twenty, twenty-one. 21, yeah. So I think Son's going to score like two here. Um, I reckon a, a 3 nil. Even I reckon it'd be a 4 nil really. Like mm. if Spurs are really on it. They they can they can really do and put Norwich to bed. Yeah. Hopefully they don't come back up. No, nah, I, I would agree. Any, you could say any 3-4-2, nil scoreline, I'd probably agree. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Liverpool versus Wolves. Uh, I do think Liverpool going to going to get a lot of alignment with this one. Um, I think they're going to make City win it. Um, uh, it will be dicey because Wolves are a good team. They set up well, solid. Uh, but I think Anfield, full voice. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do it. I, I'd probably say like another two, another close two one like they got against Southampton. Yeah, I'm. I'd be going a two nil. Um, similar to what we did. Um, the last time we played Wolves when we were trying to win the title. Um, against in the, you know, an unstoppable city. Um, I think that was two years ago. The exact same thing. So I think um, it'll be a two nil um, to Liverpool. Nice. And lastly, Man City Aston Villa. Um, also, I know all signs point to uh, Man City <laughs> winning this one. Yeah. And I, I, but like every, and I'm not usually a hot take guy, but every now and then you're gonna have to throw out a hot take. And just because I had a dream last night where Aston Villa beat Man City eleven nil. Um, Are you like a closet Liverpool fan? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I do like Liverpool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a closet Liverpool fan, although there is a group chat of former host Vinny and, and former and former guest Jan, uh, who have called me that in the past. But, uh, but I'm not. But Class, I do, classic Vinny. I guy. would prefer I would prefer <laughs> Liverpool to win over Man City, of course, because who like who like who enjoys who seeing a, City, yeah, yeah, yeah. who enjoys seeing a team that buys the league, win the league. Uh, but I'm going to go for a controversial one-all draw, which sees Liverpool win it if they beat Wolves. Yeah. I, I... I think like uh, I I think I'm just gonna like let my heart decide this one. I think it'll be, you know, like I really want it to be a two all draw to 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 help us win the title. But um, I think me being a bit of a realist as well, I I think um City will find a goal um or two, or it'll be that City just absolutely pummel them. Um, either one of the two, and I think um the game tonight tomorrow morning really depend like really predicates what 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 happens in this game. Uh, but I think um. It'll be a, I think it'll be a three-two to City. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be heartbreak for Jared again. Um, and Liverpool. Um, I think that's just me being a realist. As much as I want it to be a, a draw or a Villa win, I, I just don't. I don't see it. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, look. But you never know. You never normal know. Normal me wouldn't see it either. But you know, I had a dream last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I haven't had a dream about a football game in a long time, and I, I had a dream last night, so I'm going <laughs> off it. 
I love that. Love that. Uh, like, hopefully that's like actually like the case, you know, like I was reading some pretty crazy um, um, Reddit comments this morning about how like people are like, you know, if, if God will exist, you know, if, 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 if Liverpool win the title here and, you know, Jared actually wins the title for Liverpool, um, like some crazy things like that. So you never know. Um, football's a crazy sport. So um, fingers crossed um, yeah. for all us Liverpool fans out there. Uh, finally, I'm not going to do... I, I've got it in the notes here that I was, we were going to do Euro for the Europa League final prediction, but seeing as this is going to go out uh, merely hours after um, that game is played tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning, I don't really feel like there's much Stoke in giving a prediction of, apart from just saying go Rangers, I assume. No, no. Uh-huh. I want Aiden Trustich to win. Uh, I mean, like, he's Australian, so, like, I'm, I'm hoping for him. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Um, well, Frankfurt, um, and then, like, um, uh, I don't know if you remember as well, like... Um, Andy Panic as well. We used to play with it at Melbourne Uni. Um, big Frankfurt fan, so you know, hoping they can get up. Um, oh, him. really? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Andy. Uh, hope you're well, mate. Um, he's <laughs> coming along. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm still going for Rangers. No, Aaron right. Ramsey plays for them now. Um, if I didn't know another spot, <sighs> classic spot Arsenal fan. Gio, Gio Van Broncos coaches them for an Arsenal player. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I, I I do think Frankfurt's going to win, but um, <laughs> that we'll see tomorrow morning. But um, ahead of me and Wilbur doing our full UEFA Champions League final uh, preview next week, I thought I'd get your thoughts on how the UEFA Champions League final is going to go. Uh, firstly, do you think certain players are going to be fit? Secondly, how do you do you see like how do you see the game going? I guess uh, I I think it'll be a um, I think. It'll be a good game, like regardless of, of who plays and who doesn't play. Um, I think Fabinho should hopefully be fit in time, and the likes of Salah and Van Dyke as well. Um, Was Van Dyke injured? Yeah, I just thought he got rested. No, 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 no. In- oh, injured. injured. He's never injured. What the I know. hell? Except I mean, one big time. <laughs> like Jordan Pickford wasn't there this time, but um, but no, I think like it, it, even then, I think like we've got some really like outside of Fabinho, I think we've got some really. Able replacements everywhere else, like for the like, which is crazy to think. I think maybe two or three years ago that we've got someone that can walk into Van Dyke's spot. Like, um, Kanate played on the um, obviously 120 minutes on the Saturday or Sunday, and then um, also was like you know, um, invaluable like yesterday as well. Like, he was so good, um, man of the match. And um, Martip's been he's been solid like season. all season. Like, I'm 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 surprised no one put him in their team of the season because I think he's yeah. been just as good, if not well, better. Jamie Carragher did. Yeah, I mean, like Jamie's a bit biased. I think yeah. at, at the best of times, but um, like, he's been really, really good as well. Um, so I mean, like Van Dyke, I'm not so so worried about. Even Salah, uh, as much as I think he wants it to be. I thought Firmino was really good as well. So yeah, it's crazy to think that like yeah, we've got all these sort of able replacements, um, like that are like easily gonna sort of fit into what we've got um already, and I think. The fact that Luis Diaz, um, like he's been phenomenal in the Champions League, like that, like forty-five minutes in the Villarreal game, like if if you've not watched it, watch it again. Like he honestly changed like the energy, and I think just having a player like him who's just um, able to run at plays like so freely as well, like it's like having Salah but on the other side, and I think it's a different sort of way that he approaches the game. So I'm not too worried, but I think it'll be interesting to see what Madrid do. Um, I think the midfield will be um, obviously a big battle, and I think what Madrid do in the midfield is is quite important. Um, whether they start Camavinga from the start will be huge. Because he's been influential. He's been so time. great off the bench. Who like, do you I, take I, off for him though? Tony Cruz. Like I, I think in the few games that I've watched Madrid play in the Champions League this season, like 
he's he's not the same player that he was a few years ago. Like it's he's, weird, he's not even that old. He's like thirty. <laughs> it's nuts, right? <laughs> but like he's almost got like even slower on like even on the ball, off the ball. Like he's not like the same player, which you can't say the same thing about Modric, who's just been absolutely timeless yeah. and like like it'll be amazing to see how much longer he can go on. Um, and obviously it's like, what do you then do with like someone like Benzema? And I think having to, um, I think, really... why I think Van Dyke's key. Cause I know you said they can like, the company people can sub in for Van Dyke, mm. but I don't think anyone will be able to deal with Benzema quite like Van Dyke. Yeah. Oh, like again, like I feel like people, people probably don't realize how good can I, I personally like Kanate, I think is like one of the signings. I like we signed him last season, but people don't realize like how good this guy is. But I, I do sort of agree with you in that sense because yeah, Benzema is 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 so good, um, and he can literally change games as we've seen in the past. You know, um, two legs like or two 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 ties. Sorry, he's been able to change a game on his own on his own accord, which is you know it says a lot. It speaks wonders about him, right? Um, but I think having the two sort of young wingers um, either side of him, Vinny Junior and um, um, Rodrigo have been really, really good, and they really work well together. So It'd be interesting to see if they start Rodrigo from the start as well, not Asensio or whoever they play, because Rodrigo came on came on against City in the yeah. Game. So it'd be interesting whether I I, I doubt that um, Ancelotti um, enables Liverpool to settle and um, you know play their game through the fullbacks because that's I think having a player like Rodrigo against even if it's Robbo or it's against um, Trent, it'll be really good to actually like put them under under pressure. So it'll be interesting to see from a tactical standpoint of what he does. Um, to be fair, the last time Real Madrid played Liverpool was was admittedly when Trent was in bad form and Liverpool were also having a tough time <laughs> last season. But Vinny Junior tore Trent apart. Right. So game. like, and that's the thing I think that like, um, yeah, people probably like don't really remember is like how how good he was in that game, and I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they play Rodrigo as well on the other side, just to sort of like put them under pressure from the start, which I think they should do. I think if if Salah is fit though, he like I know you said he's been quiet for the past however long, but I think just from what that game means to him, if he's fit, you could you could really see him win that game. Yeah, yeah, and I think like I think it'll also be like pretty. <laughs> Um, it's all, it'd almost be like scripted, right? Like that Salah sort of dropped off um, after the African nations and not being able to qualify for the World Cup. He's sort of had some pretty patchy form for the past few months after that. And then to be able to come back like again from injury and then you know, for him, it's like a redemption. Um, it's revenge. Um, it's, it, it clearly means a lot to him, right? So if he does, like, mm. be awesome. But, um, you know, fingers crossed and we'll see. But I think it'll be a really, really good game. Can I press you for a result? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think we will get up, but I, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like, I don't know if we'll do it in the 90 minutes. I think it'll be either an extra. If it time goes to penalties, you got to back yourself based on form so far. This, yeah, season. and, I, and I think having Allison there as well, I, I don't, I don't sort of doubt us. Um, but although Courtois has been fucking unreal, that that save, the, oh, off there Gleary, was like off Grealish at the yeah, end, the I was kick save, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> um. Yeah, he's actually like become the player again that people like like that he was initially at Chelsea, right? So it'll be a tough one, but I think I think personally extra time will be the way that it, it's done. But again, who knows? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with a two one, yeah, two one in extra time. And I'm not going to give my pick because you'll find that out next week. Safe. Um, but yes, as we come to the conclusion of an episode that was as long as our bumper 50, yeah, 50, uh, 50th anniversary episode, 50th anniversary, 50th episode, uh, <laughs> 50th anniversary, I love that. Um, 
But yes, another one packed full of good uh, analysis and discussion. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you again, Manas, for coming on, subbing in. Thank you for having um, me. It's always great to have uh, this wide web of people who are knowledgeable and able to come on the show. Um, but yes, it's, uh, the first time Manas has been on, but surely not the last. I'm sure we'll see, we'll, we'll see you again, maybe, maybe in somewhat of a, a, a three, three-man panel panel yes the word um <laughs> next time it will be uh, as well but I'm yes uh, if you guys have enjoyed make sure to follow us on uh spotify i think we're also on our google podcast as well uh follow us on our instagram which is 40 yard uh i've been just woody woodson he's been manas um and yeah we'll see you next time <laughs>